Canuck Central in the Kintec studio. It's hour number two here on the program. If you missed hour one, a debate about whether or not the Canucks could, should have done more to greaten their chance. Is greaten a word? I don't think greaten is a word. Greaten? Yeah. Grating? <laughs> greaten? Like great. Heighten? Grayton? No, I don't think Grayton is a word. I don't Could know. improve their improve. chances. Grayton? Grayton? <laughs> of the lottery or Grayton. in the lottery. <laughs> Overrated, underrated. Well, apparently it is a word, Grayton, verb used with object to make greater and large increase to become greater. Well, it doesn't sound like a word. See, I was right. Yeah, the meaning of Grayton is to make greater. And this is uh, according to Miriam Webster. Yeah. Uh, and so okay. I guess... Uh, Dan Riccio's <laughs> use of vocabulary, underrated. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I've always said he's the guy with the biggest vocabulary <laughs> in Sportsnet 650. Could greaten their chances at uh, in in the draft lottery. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out. Hour one of the podcast. Also, Kevin Woodley providing a couple of, I guess, counterpoints to the idea of Thatcher Demko playing less than he has. Mm-hmm down the stretch and at least providing insight into why it was important for Demko to play a normal starters workload down the stretch of the season here. So you could check all that out on podcast and with your favorite pod catcher. All right, let's get to overrated underrated here on Canuck central. It's Dan Richo, Satyar Shah and producer Josh Elliott Wolf. Hello. The we winner will. of the big uh, golf round today. First of the year. Winner oh. winner is objective, I guess, <laughs> or subjective. My favorite part of the round, uh, this was the most embarrassing part of it. So after we finished the 18, we're like, you know, uh, dusting off our shoes or whatever. And the guy that was playing behind us all day comes off the 18th and he's like, uh, so who won? He's an older gentleman. All right. And uh, I'm like, oh, the young guy over there won. And I point at Josh. And he's like, oh, what'd you shoot? 100. And he just like had like he threw up in his mouth a little. He bit. was like, disappointed. A <laughs> hundred. Oh, hundred. So, he I wasn't <laughs> proud of the hundred no, either. I bet you what it was. The guy's like, you know, he's like he's playing early. He's played a lot. He's like these guys are early birds yeah. playing on a on, on a Wednesday morning. These guys must be good. Oh, you know? he's he's playing like every morning. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's these like, guys are here early. These guys pro- must be legit golfers. Yeah, he's probably semi-retired and playing every morning. You know. He's like, I'm I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> he's like, a hundred. It was a, it was a good old. It was his version of the Yannick Oha. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, and then he just started talking to someone else. <laughs> he moved on to me really quickly. Yeah. He sized you guys up and moved on. It's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, we'll start with one from Hassan from Burnaby. Team culture in meaningless games. Overrated uh, or underrated? Uh, overrated. Yeah. In meaningless. I think team culture in general is important. Yes. I think in terms of meaningless games and all that, I think, you know, the import's always there. Yes. It's look, it's hard to have a bad team culture when you're winning a lot of games. Yeah. Because guys are just genuinely more happy when they're winning games. So if you build a winner, you'll probably have a good chance of building a decent team culture at the same time. Yes. And that's why building culture during meaningless games 
is okay. It's, it's not overrated. A, overrated. And I, now I'm, that doesn't mean it's, it's a bad thing. I don't think for a team that's had a lot of bad vibes that it's a bad thing that yeah. that changes. But it's overrated in terms of the impact given where we're at in the standings. What I do like about the Canucks situation, because this is obviously a question about the Vancouver Canucks and the way they've played towards the end of the season under Rick Tockett. And there's been a lot of talk about the culture and all these things. We won't know until next year, but there is clearly things Tockett has identified that he doesn't like. Mm -hmm. There are habits that he doesn't like. There are things about this core that he thinks can be better. Mm -hmm. There are body language things that he really wants to eradicate yeah. from this team. And I just, I don't know how much that was really Boudreaux's MO. Yeah. So we'll see moving ahead into next year and if it actually makes any sort of difference. But you can't say that Rick Tockett hasn't come in here and let his expectations be known to the, the core players of this team. Yeah, I think it's very clear. This one from Austin in Langley. Draft lottery odds, overrated or underrated? <laughs> uh, the odds themselves, overrated. Like we're talking about, I mean, everybody's losing their crap, and it's like, at best, the Canucks would have had a 6.5% chance. Yeah. 6% you know, chance. That's what we're talking about. And they have a 3% chance if they finish 11. Yeah. So the Canucks, like the big reason for upset today from a lot of the fans complaining about this is that the Canucks moved with their win over the Anaheim Ducks. They moved from eighth best lottery odds to 10th. And that is, and it represents a two and a half percent chance for first overall. Mm -hmm. Not a huge difference. Ultimately, what you want is just a higher pick in the draft when you are where the Canucks are or any of these teams. And the Canucks aren't going to get that. They're probably not going to get. They're going to get a top 10 pick, I still think. But uh, is it going to be 7 or 8? Probably not. Dylan, the 100-point milestone in 2023. Okay. Overrated. I don't want to diminish what Elias Pettersson has done. It's fantastic season he's had. But if he ended up finishing with 99 points, I wasn't going to all of a sudden be like, oh, he had a terrible season because he didn't get to 100. Oh, wow, I feel worse about Elias Pettersson because he finished the season three games pointless and landed on 99 mm -hmm. points. It's much like JT Miller last year, like 99 or 100, like JT Miller was the Canucks' best forward last season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you in terms of just the numbers, but it does signify that if you are a 100-point player, you're in a class of player who is at the highest of elite. Like, of the, it's about, like, 20 different players or so who in the past, uh, in the cap era, have hit 100 points. Yeah. And, like, 18 of them or 17 of them have gotten to a Stanley Cup final, and the ones that haven't include guys like Drysaddle and McDavid. <laughs> And now Elias Patterson? He's in that same group. Right, right now, there's Huberto there, too, who, you know, hasn't. But, but again, like you look at a list of the guys who have hit 100 points, and you look at that list of players in the cap era. It's only become more common in the last couple of years. It has. Like, like, that's the only downside. Is yeah. He might not even be top 10 in scoring this year with 100 points. So after the 0405 lockout, we saw a huge boost in scoring because of all the extra power yeah. plays, right? And you know, Crosby and Ovechkin, I think, both had over 100 in their rookie seasons, mm -hmm. right? Like, it was a lot of scoring yeah. uh, when we came back out of that lockout. And then we started to see defense take over again. Last couple years, certainly last year, now again this year, 100-point guys, more common. My 
my big thing about this is, and I, I even had a tweet about it earlier today regarding the Norris conversation again. It just bothers me that the whole Eric Carlson is an automatic for 100 points. Like, Roman Yossi had 96 points last yeah. year. Now, I know Kale McCarr had an unbelievable year and was at 92 points, so it's not a huge discrepancy. It's only four points. But guess what is only four points difference? 96 and 100. Yes. <laughs> so why is Eric Carlson an automatic for the Norris? Because he hit 100 points, but Roman Yossi wasn't automatic last year. Like, the difference is just a number it, and it's a small amount like 96 versus 100 is not a lot it's four points if it was 86 versus 90 nobody's making a stink about it because it's just four points and i get it the triple digit significance hasn't been done since brian leach and all these things just don't tell me the biggest reason for eric carlson as your norris winner is because solely he hit 100 points no but it's also because there's a big gap between the next guy. I, I, I get it. Last year, McCarr was really close to Yossi. And yes. McCarr is clearly the better player. All I'm saying is... <laughs> I'm just saying there's a little the detail there. 100 points <laughs> should make it an automatic for Eric Carlson. You got to bring more to the argument than just he hit 100 points. Discount uh, Dracula. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying 100 points is a pretty good argument for a defenseman. <laughs> Discount Dracula. Bo Horvat on a live mic, overrated or underrated? Definitely overrated. No, underrated, man. This is great. <laughs> we need more. We need more Bo Horvat uh, uh, on a live mic after. Oh, so game. he can walk everything back. I mean, at least gives us something. To I mean, pe people react to it. Yeah, I think it's underrated. Underrated. I mean, look at the reaction. Reality is, um, I wish more players would be honest about it. I wish more players would understand the sports entertainment value of the sport that they are in. The NBA, the NFL, they definitely understand it. Baseball and hockey seem to be a little bit behind the times on that front. But if you're going to play the heel role, just embrace it. You know, that's mm -hmm. it. It's not a bad thing. You know, professional but wrestlers, they love playing the heel. They love getting people angry. And I think more hockey players should be like that too. There's a reason we all love Drew Doughty and some of his antics because people love to hate him. His team loves to love him. And hockey needs more guys like that that just aren't afraid of the criticism that's going to come whenever they say something that's a little bit outside the line. Yeah, but also you can't expect Bo to be something he's not. Yeah. You know, but he gave us something. It was fun. He gave us something. It was a fun week. This one from... 99 times out of 100, Bo is very, very uh, overrated in front of a live mic. Chef Swagger. Spumoni. Overrated <laughs> or underrated? Spumoni. Like, uh, <laughs> I think, what was, what was his name in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? What was Sean Penn's name? Oh, uh, man. I don't know why I thought of that when you said Spumoni. But I'll bring it up. <laughs> I I hate Spumoni, by the way. Jeff Spicoli. Spicoli. That's what you're thinking Spicoli. <laughs> Spicoli. Uh, it's... So Spumoni is like uh, it's it's a form of gelato, but it looks uh, colorful. Yep, not not really my thing, and it's got like fruit in it too. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, cherries which, in it. Yeah, which I nuts. don't like. So it's kind of like panettone. I don't like traditional panettone when it's got like the raisins inside and stuff. No, just give me ice cream, man, and maybe like little chocolate chips. Like I'm good with that. Maybe some nuts. Some hazelnuts. Yeah, all, I keep hearing about all these different types of Italian delicacies, and I'm like, 
I don't know. <laughs> no idea. And it's always Chef Swagger that's in on it. Yeah. You did an all right job, though, Spumoni. Yeah. Well, yeah, that one was easy. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, this one, Dom, first golf round of the new year, overrated or underrated? Ooh, I, overrated if you think you're going to be good because you're never going to be good yeah. in your first round. It was tough today. Let me tell you. I started with two pars. I was oh. feeling myself, and then uh, the first round of the year uh, stuff came back in. Josh is the ultimate irrational confidence guy. Yeah. I like. can do anything until I'm proven <laughs> wrong. Um, I had a horrible morning. So my uh, we, we had a 6.26 tee off time. So what time did you wake up? I ended up waking up at 5.34. Which is uh, too late. It's That's way too late. late to get out to Langley from Vancouver proper. <laughs> so it was uh, it was a tough morning. My Apple Watch didn't go off. You know, I have like, so when you wear the Apple Watch and you have an alarm on it, uh, it just vibrates in the mm-hmm. morning to wake you up. So you don't have like, this is good for my wife who's sleeping and I'm waking up at 5.30 or right. 5 o'clock. I had my alarm originally set for. All right, it's not going to bother because it just vibrates and I wake up. I totally shut the vi- like the vibrate off in my sleep and just kept sleeping. Oh, so you did. That See, was too early. See, when you set an alarm for for too early, your yeah your your facilities aren't functioning. <laughs> like you're just gonna make decisions you normally wouldn't otherwise. Your brain's like, nope, not right now. And I was jacked up for this first round of the year. I've been itching to golf, but uh, too you know early. What? It was uh, it was a little too early, and then I uh, didn't get any practice in, and just totally cold on the first <laughs> tee, and the whole first nine was awful. But uh, we figured it out by the end, I think. Yeah. Still underrated. A- anytime you get to golf, it's better. It's it was good. nice. It wasn't day. as cold as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, this one, Vicky, number 12 Seahawks jersey. Overrated or underrated? The fan jersey. It's definitely overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I, I don't think there's anything, like, especially from uh, teams I support, I don't think there's anything I hate more than the 12s jersey. I think it is so like I embarrassing. Don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look for me. When you're wearing a 12 fan jersey at the game, it's like stop. Just stop. Yeah. We get it. You're a fan of the team. That is why you are spending your money to go watch the games. <laughs> but let people let people wear whatever they want to wear. I get it. You want to be part of the community. Let people wear whatever Guess they what? want to wear. You are part of the community by going to the stadium. Well, leave people alone. How about people can make whatever choices they want in terms of what they want to wear? But they're only making the choice because like everybody else started to make the choice, and they're like, okay, I'm just going to jump on board with this. Yes, I'm a fan too. So you're so gatekeeping you're, fans? Yes. Do you like the jersey then, Sat? <laughs> I don't like the jersey. No, but I don't have no issues with fans. that You like the jersey? You feel like you're a part of something? Go ahead. Have fun. You know what I think? I don't like the snobbery from sports fans. You wear a 12 jersey. I can't believe you wore that jersey. I don't know. That's a lot of snobbery from you guys. Let people, big... have good, let, let people have a good time. Is that That's the jersey they want. That's what they like to wear, and that's what they're excited about. They feel like they're part of a community. Let them be part of the community. Why do you have to take away their good time? <laughs> I just don't get why you can't go into like a team shop or whatever and, and find a player that you like. Because players get traded all the time, and they sure. leave all the time. But At least the fan still... stays. <laughs> the fan says, "You know what? Yeah, it, it's an incredible it's job jersey. by the Seahawks organization to dupe fans into buying these twelve. Fan what do you jerseys? mean, dupe fans? You guys are insane. <laughs> it's terrible. Like the, the little things we get so upset about. It's just a jersey. It's a fan jersey. Who cares? Yeah. Is it is it worse than wearing a jersey from a player who's not on the team anymore? 
Uh, I would rather wear a jersey. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. wear a jersey that's of a player that's not on the team anymore. I 100% would. Yeah. Would you rather wear a Russell Wilson jersey or? Okay. A would you rather? Well, you're not wearing a Russell Wilson. Jersey. All right. Look, that's a reality of being a jersey buyer. You you know that there's a chance that jersey might end up being completely like garbage worthy. Mm-hmm. You know. I would rather people, you know how people get their own last name on jerseys? Yeah. I'm also not a fan of that, but I would rather them do that than get a 12 jersey. Yeah, just go get Elliot Wolf on the back of a Vikings jersey. That'll be fine. Too many letters. I had a run when I was younger of getting soccer jerseys, and then that player, whatever player I would get, got transferred the very next year. (laughs) Like the next transfer window, gone. See you later. It didn't matter. Fabrizio Micoli, gone. I was so like, you were wow. the bad luck charm. Yeah, I was. I don't yeah. believe in those things. <laughs> but in general, I think I don't read. Let people wear whatever. I mean, people get they get mad at fans wearing knockoff jerseys. Ricky Williams jersey retiring. <laughs> I just fun. had an unbelievable run of jerseys of bad jerseys. <laughs> they all went wrong. It's crazy. Uh, let's go to the text box. This one overrated, underrated. One thousand game ceremonies. Overrated or underrated? Oh, underrated. Man. Under play you, a thousand. You games. get a thousand games in the show. I don't yeah, care man. how you did it. Sam Gagne is probably the, one of the great thousand-game stories in NHL history. Mm-hmm. I don't care how he did it. Yeah, he latched on to a bunch of tanking teams for a bunch of years, but he got there, man. Loved the game. Stayed true to it. Solid player. Collected some points. Not bad. Great, Good career. I think it's underrated, too. It's a thousand games. Get like, the silver stick. 100%. Yeah. Underrated. Uh, this one from the text box, uh, Dane, or sorry, Dave, uh, overrated, underrated, hot dog at the turn on the golf course. Oh, ooh. See, it's always too early, generally, when we're golfing. They're not serving. Yes. Put yourself in the, the Sunday afternoon mindset. Sausage roll or a hot dog at the turn? I've never been a hot dog guy, but... I will do a hot dog at the turn should I get hungry. It hits different. Hot, hot dogs do hit different. Um, like at, for instance, um, any sporting event. Yeah. But then, like when you're playing golf, like anytime you finish a round of golf, almost anything tastes good. Yeah. You're walking around for like four hours. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's good workout. The golf game. Mm-hmm. Um. The uh, the first cold beer on the golf course is quite quite good as well especially on a hot summer's day yes loosens up the swing a little bit or at least i like to think that it does you think so <laughs> it's kind of like just one well, like, if you start having a few more then it's doing a little bit more than loosening up the swing yeah it's like i think usually it's just he's like yeah, i'm great when i have a bunch of drinks like yes yeah, you're probably not yeah you're probably not probably not as good as you think you are mm-hmm. uh this there's one. always that one guy that just wants to be a part of the golf team that's like I'm just here to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Good to have around. Yeah. Uh, Dane, overrated, underrated, Patrick Alvin's college signings. Uh, So far, underrated, I'd say. But it's only, it's very early. Mm -hmm. They didn't make any college signings last year, but the free agent signings were good. Yeah. I mean, on that front, the Canucks scouting has been pretty great, right? You may have gotten, like, you have something in Nils Oman. You may have gotten something in Philip Johansson. Yeah. Right? So they did well in European free agency last summer. Mm-hmm. And this year, 
Look, I don't know about Cole McWard, but Akito Hirose, that pass he makes to Kuzmenko last night. Okay, okay. You want to nice. make it's a nice pass. Yeah. That pass, however, is overrated. Okay. I guess it's, you know, when the team's giving it to you. It kinda, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good easy. pass, right? But, I mean, like, there's no pressure on Hirose. He's got, like, y- you can literally drive a semi down that lane. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, you know, he hits Hirose perfect. I mean, you do. You hit him perfectly, yeah. yeah. I expect him to make that pass. And the right. fact he makes that pass, I think, shows you he's an NHL caliber player. But it's not a spectacular pl- pass because it's wide open. You expect him to make that pass. Yeah. It's spectacular. If there's a small window when he threads it through, that would be spectacular. But it shows you the guy's obviously a good passer. It looks pretty. It does. It looks very, very pretty. Yeah. But I would just kind of pump the brakes on it being, you know, Sats now a Hirose hater. I love Hirose. And I did it last night. People got so mad at me on the post game. So people were like, oh, that's special. I'm like, let's not say, let's not talk about that being special because it wasn't a special play, but it was a nice play. And he looked like uh, Andrea Pirlo threading a through ball. <laughs> it was a through ball. It was. It was like a through ball. They didn't thread it, however. It was more like, you know, through ball in FIFA rather than through ball in an actual game, though. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's kind of arcade style because the, du- the Ducks don't play defense. <laughs> Whereas people were tweeting at me, you could drive a Kuzboni through the holes in the Ducks' defense. Yes, as in Kuzmenko. Yes. Uh, all right, Stan Richo, Satyar Shaw. Coming up, a little bit of overrated, underrated, overflow, plus more to get to on Canuck Central.